Hey everybody, welcome to a Kingdom Project podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Sanchez, alongside with my mentor, my spiritual father. I love you, Ernie. Thank you for being with me. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> Always an honor. The myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long, brother. It has. It has. So um, I'm excited to be here and to bring the listeners more content. Um, as you just journey with us um, in the Word of God, you know, let Him flow through us and open up the book and, and, and just let the Spirit speak and, and we, we can have conversations and, and just uh, exercise our spirit, right? Yes. As we like to say, Ex- because it's definitely needed. Excellent, excellent. You know, um, I was uh, reading um, a book before I came. Uh, about um, um, it, it, it's kind of a Reformation book. Okay. About the the church and fivefold. And uh, I was really interested in some of the content about um, just how there's a challenge because there's a lot of division. Mm-hmm. And I noticed your shirt today it says unity. Yeah. So it, it kind of sparked that, um, you know, just that thought again. But it's interesting how Paul the Apostle, um, he talks about, especially in his letter to the Corinthians, about denominations. I had never seen that before or mm-hmm. interpreted it that way. But right in the beginning of his letter, I think it's in chapter 3, don't quote me if it's not, but definitely the beginning of his letter to the Corinthians, he, he says basically that he's heard that there's divisions among them, schisms, Schism. fractures, you know. And speaking about in the um, you know, body of Christ, uh, the, the new church at that day, and that was brand new. Right. And, and he said, so some of you are saying, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, and, and there was others. Right. And so identifying that people were um, kind of uh, uh, getting their identity from the teaching of one leader. Right. Even some of them said, I'm of Christ. I'm not of anybody else, but just Christ. And, and so there was this dividing taking place because of leaders. Because the Lord will bring people into your life. Mm-hmm. And they uh, are used by God to speak and deposit, you know, uh, revelation and interpretations of scripture and truths of the Bible. But they're only instruments. It's not them. It's God who brings the growth into your life. Amen. Yeah. And, And so I was thinking about that because I have people who speak into my life that I admire, that I listen to, um, that I invest in. You know, and God has brought them into my life in, in this season of my life at 72. Um, and so, and I look back and I see how God had brought other people into my life in my journey. 
you know, and um, truly uh, appreciated, loved them, you know, thank God for them. But I was reminded again today to be careful, you know, not to um, just be exclusive because you gather around certain people or teachings. Right. Because that's kind of, I think, human nature. Right. Um, so we have to always remember that the Lord knows uh, who we need in our lives and who he wants to use to deposit, you know, what is needed, um, what things that maybe we need adjusted or need to grow in or develop in. But the Lord is the one who's doing it, and he's the one who brings the growth. Paul said, uh, you know, uh, I plant Apollos watered, but God's the one who gives the growth. Wow. So even in searching and looking for other places where you're studying or you're getting materials or you're listening to podcasts, you know, uh, or you're going to conferences or, or wherever, just continually remind yourself of that truth. Right. I think that's a really healthy reminder for us, especially in this day and age. It's, it's easy to be drawn to personalities. Um, and so I'm just uh, bringing that point uh, to the table in our podcast yeah. because we are studying some um, deep mysteries and right. truths of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so we don't want it to be something that causes us to again um, just be, instead of inclusive, exclusive. Right. Because we think we have the corner market on truths or things that God's revealing. Exactly. Uh, so it's, it's again the the admonition to stay humble. Right. And not only as you're learning, but as you grow, and then God begins to use you. Right. To start speaking and releasing what he's placed in you to others. Because it's something that we have to guard our hearts against uh, because they can create obstacles or they can become uh, arrogance in us. And then uh, we're, we're going to, you know, hinder uh, the flow that you and I were talking about before we right, started, the right. flow of the, the Holy Spirit. State. So, yeah. But today, we want to get back on course okay. with um, the unveiling of the kingdom and the mysteries okay, that we started um, and left off last podcast, which I believe it was the first parable that we studied, which is the parable of the, of the soils. Amen. And so with that, it, it's the establishment of the kingdom. And we talked about the soils being the good earth. Right. Which we are earth. Right? Yeah. Which we identified as being us. And, and, uh, and it represents people. And I say that according to the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, which we studied in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, uh, which was the reality of the kingdom, the inward work of the kingdom. And now we're studying uh, Matthew 13, which is about the appearance of the kingdom 
and which is more a focus on the outward realities okay. yes the kingdom gotcha right so uh when we looked at matthew 5 6 and 7 just some key points okay just to kind of bring us up to speed um someone that is um aligning with the kingdom okay and the kingdom of god specifically is one who is poor in spirit one who is pure in heart and then according to matthew 13 one who has no worldly traffic within mm. hardening their hearts wow. no hidden rocks of temper lust um, or selfish living no thorns no anxieties of life which is the deceitfulness of riches okay so they become good soil where the good seed can grow when we allow that work within us to begin to purify us to begin to we called it last night in our bible study have a thorough clearance mm -hmm. of things right. in our lives that's part of that refining process totally yeah. yeah total refining process um, and you'll find that the narrow way that Jesus spoke about okay um, is narrow and the broad way that is wide leads to destruction but the narrow way leads to life there's two paths there's the narrow, there's the broad. Jesus said that the narrow one is the one that leads to life. And what you begin to discover when you get on the narrow path is it's narrow, but it keeps getting narrower and narrower <laughs> <laughs> and more restricted. Oh, man, I just uh, picture like this, these walls closing in. Yeah. And it's just I'm getting tight. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? um, so let's start to, today with Matthew 13, 24. Okay. So he put another parable, parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good, good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, No, lest in the gathering of the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Wow. So, okay, so let's again just be reminded of the beginning of this parable. It starts off with the kingdom was likened to a man sowing. And we talked about that phrase, right. the kingdom is like or was likened to, okay, which is a similitude. And so it's a, it's a comparison. comparison yeah. Okay, and, and so um, we found out that the kingdom was like okay or is like is a phrase that's going to be at the beginning of each one of the next 
six parables. Mm -hmm. But the one we studied last podcast didn't have that phrase. And there's a reason why. It's because the kingdom began to be established when the church was built. Mm. So the church hadn't started yet and was not, you know, begun. Um, like Matthew 16, 18 through 19, uh, where Jesus spoke about, upon, about upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So that's Matthew 16. But we're in Matthew 13. So it really truly hadn't at, the, at that beginning parable yet begun. Uh-huh. Now as we're starting in the sick in the sorry the second parable, uh, it's being be, it's starting to be built and be established. So you start seeing that phrase the kingdom of God is like. Um, and so we know that the church was really birthed and born on the day of Pentecost after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But it was beginning even before, okay, as Jesus was already, you know, uh, discipling his 12 and uh, preparing and equipping them, okay, because he told Peter, um, upon this rock, you, a stone, I'm going to build my church, Mm -hmm. which we were studying again last night and digging deeper, okay, about the, the whole picture of the priority of God's building his eternal dwelling place uh, as his number one priority. So again, we're seeing how it even aligns with the parables of the kingdom. Um, So um, the second parable began to fulfill um, that reality that the kingdom, you know, is like Mm. the church. Actually, the church is the kingdom. It is a mini kingdom on earth. And so it is a a work in progress. Okay, Mm -hmm. And so the first parable, we see the seed sown, which we said was the word, uh, into humanity. The seed, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, the seed itself. But the seed was sown, and we, we identified it as the word. Right. And it was sown into humanity. The second parable, it has grown into the sons of the kingdom. Because that's what you see in this parable. It's already starting to grow. Right. That's why I said it's being established. Okay? Um, but look at verse 25. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed, seed, se- sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. Okay. So, the men in the parable, uh, one translation calls them slaves, or could be like workers, or, okay, uh, the fact that, you know, they fell asleep uh, is a picture, okay, because they fell asleep means they were not watching. Right, so it's like a spiritual sleep? It's a, yes, so they were spiritually asleep or lured to sleep. Okay, we're going to see what, what causes that. And I noticed, too, it says sowed weeds. He didn't sow a seed. He sowed something that was already created, which was a weed. Okay, yeah. Right? And so when we think of weeds, they're ugly. They're, we don't like them, you know? Right. My wife sees a weed out in our patio. She's go pull it up. It's ugly. You right. Know, it takes away from the beauty of, of our tree. You know That's I mean? right. 
So that's interesting. When I when I was studying this last night, I I thought that in my head. I said, "Wow, you know, that's right. A weed's already created there." Yeah, and and we realized that the one who planted those there was the enemy. Right. So just keep that in mind, okay? Because <laughs> yeah. the enemy is real. Yeah. And we need to know what the enemy is up to. Right. It's important that you know your enemy. Right. And then when you think of a seed, it's organic and it starts from a, you know, a birth. Right. And it's new. Right. You know. Amen. So. An, another word for weed is tear, T-A-R-E. So, uh, and it's specific when you use the word tear, mm -hmm. okay? A tear is weed that resembles wheat. Um, the seeds oh, wow. of the tear are poisonous. They produce sleepiness, nausea convulsions even and wow. could even you know cause death wow that crazy that's that crazy is. right um you know i i think of the wizard of oz there's a scene in the wizard of oz where these beautiful flowers all of a sudden show up they're on yeah. their way to oz you know to go meet the wizard and they start falling asleep you know in these i don't know what kind of flowers they were whatever um i don't think they were I don't know if they were poppies, poppies or, or something, something. Yeah. but they start falling asleep. They couldn't stay awake. Well, remember in this parable, the men, they weren't watching because they, they were lured to sleep. They fell asleep. Okay, so one thing about tares is they're impossible to discern one from the other until the fruit is produced. You can't tell the difference between the wheat and the tare or the weeds. Wow. They look exactly alike until they mature and they bear fruit. Wow. Okay, so the fruit of wheat is the color. It's yellow. It's golden. Okay, when it produces right. wheat. Yeah, yeah. But the fruit of tares is black. And <laughs> um, verse 28 Go ahead and read that, verse 28. He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? Right. And, and so both the wheat and the weeds grow in the field. That's what the parable describes. Um, and, and that's a key, um, it's a key point because a lot of people interpret the field mm. in different ways. Right. Okay, so traditionally, uh, the field has been interpreted as being the church, which, which is saying that the, the, the wheat and the weeds grow up together in the church, in the field. So there, you know, most scholars or uh, teachers of the word will take that and say, well, that, that's a picture of the church. But look at verse 38 in the parable. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one. <laughs> it's crazy because Jesus is actually explaining this parable. He is. You know, but we 
try and complicate it. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Bible interprets itself. Right. We just don't take the time, right, to search it out. Right. Um, so as you see there in verse 38, what's the field? The world. It's the world, mm-hmm. not the church. Wow. And most people don't know that, so they interpret it wrong. Okay, so the false and true believers live together in the world. The wheat and the tares, the weeds, they're in the world together. Okay, so the king's men or the owner wanted to gather up the tares. Okay, the Lord said, no, don't do it. Because while taking away the false from the world, the true believers are going to be taken away with them. Mm. So don't do it. Don't uproot that because you'll uproot some true believers. Okay? It just so happens that this did happen in history during the rise of the Roman Catholic Church. Um, they did this and killed a lot of true believers, mm. not knowing that they were trying to uproot the false, but with it ended up uprooting the true believer with wow. the false. Just by doing their own interpretation? Yes. Wow. Well, also by, um, I forget what it was called, the great... Um, uh, back in the dark ages, uh, I forget the name of the, the term of it. I'll have to look it up. Okay. Where they, you know, persecuted, um, you know, people that were not aligning with the Catholic Church. Oh, wow. And they did it all in the name of the Lord. Right. Um, and so they say that, uh, you know, the the church is the one that's the field, but it's not. The field is the world. Mm. So in Corinthians again, and we don't have to go there, but 1 Corinthians 5, Mm -hmm. Paul, he's correcting the church of Corinth. And he instructs them to excommunicate the sinful one that's in the church in other words, do not tolerate false believers. Mm. That's pretty strong. Yeah. We don't see that in the church today. Yeah. We tolerate everything. Right. So we don't see church discipline. That's right. Functioning. I, I shouldn't say we don't. Many places you don't see it. Right. Okay. It is happening, but you know, overall a lot of Structures, governmentally, we, we don't want to go there because we want to be politically correct. Right. We have so many things infiltrating the church like we were talking about. And so we want to be now like the world and be tolerant of everything. Right. Or just member focused, you know. And so. Try to get as many members as we can. And some justify it by this parable. Right. Because, well, you know, in the church, you don't know who really is a believer, who isn't. Right, because there's wheat and there's weeds growing up together. Right. Oh yeah. So you don't want to pull the weeds out because you'll pull out the believers with them, right? Or damage them, and that's not what the parable is talking about. 
the parable's talking about, no, that's in the world. Mm. In the church, you're not to tolerate certain things that you know are wrong, that are being practiced. And, and so uh, look at verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. So the harvest is the, is the completion of the age. It's when everything is done, the consummation of everything of the age. And the reapers are the angels, according to verse 39. That's who the reapers are, the angels. But I have a feeling, okay, that what I've been reading in Scripture about believers and how they're being transformed, it says in the Gospel of John that we're going to, no, I'm sorry, it's Luke, that we're going to be like the angels, We're being transformed, and we're going to look like the angels. So I think we may have a place in the end-time harvest, some that are overcomers, that are matured, okay, and have been trans. Let the Lord transform them. They, they, let God, they let God help them grow and develop and mature to be the true wheat. And, uh, and that's just me. I'm, I'm not saying that's, you know, Bible, but... Um, but you know, as you look at verse thirty, um, that we just we just read, and read verses forty through forty-two. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be <clears throat> at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin. <clears throat> in all lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father who he who has ears let him hear so that is a picture right there of what it's going to look like at the end of the age right and so we're seeing that first the, the, the weeds, the tares, um, which are stumbling blocks okay, and lawless, are going to be bound together, bundled up and burned and thrown into the lake of fire. Wow. And then the wheat, the righteous, are going to be brought together into the king's barn, it says, of the kingdom, and they're going to shine as the sun. sun yeah. Okay, so it's so important for us as we look at this parable to realize that we talked about the seed, and really, when we talk about the seed, we're talking about first of all one seed. One seed. Okay, that one seed is Jesus. Jesus came and sowed one seed. What seed was that? Himself. Because the Father is the one who sent him and sowed him into humanity. The one seed. Okay? 
and one seed only. So Jesus is the seed. He's the only one that's named in the Bible, the seed. Wow. And, and so be, don't be confused when you hear the term seed or seeds, okay? Because we know that seed has to do with the Word of God, and that's true. But more correctly, it is Jesus who is the Word. Okay? He is the one seed, okay? But Satan came and sowed another seed. Okay? Um, and we saw that through history. When you go back to church history, mm -hmm. and you go back to the fourth century, we know this from studying historical events, that when Constantine right, became the ruler, uh, he made Christianity the state religion of the Roman Empire. Wow. And at that point, that's when all of a sudden there were things that were practiced you know, and uh, structured that were not according to the kingdom of God. Right. And so began degradation. Uh, and the enemy was able to infiltrate. And still today, he's infiltrating through a lot of different practices and traditions, right. not just Catholic denominational things, right. things through Protestantism. We like to we like to point our finger at the Catholics and just like to accuse them, but there are things that we are practicing today in traditional Christianity yeah. that is is not really the pure word, and it isn't really uh, aligning with right. God's pattern and His plan for building His eternal dwelling place. Right. So right. He's bringing us back into alignment. Thank God. Uh, and we're going to hear that word come forth more clearly, more refined through the fire. Right. Through everything that we go through and experience um, individually, but then corporately, because it's a corporate righteousness that he's producing. Right. Not just one individual. Yeah, it's not about me anymore. You know, it's about... Yeah, it's about him. It's about him, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so... Um, you know, I think it's important for us to just recognize this one thing, first and foremost, as we go further into the parables, that what Jesus is speaking about here is definitely setting, you know, a stone right. to build off of, because he is the foundation stone. He's the cornerstone. He's the, he's the top stone, right, of the building of God right. and what God is raising up. And we're a part of that. We get to cooperate with him in that. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, we're going to be coming out with uh, more podcasts mm -hmm. to get the whole picture of Matthew 13 because they are all interrelated, all seven parables. Each one has a distinct and individual uh, unveiling of something, but then they all together give you a, a complete picture. picture yeah. So you don't want to miss out. Amen. I'm excited. 
right? I'm excited. Me too. Um, I hope our listeners are excited. We want we want to keep bringing you guys content, and we're gonna be uh, trying to schedule a little bit better. You know, like you gave out the idea of a longer session, um, multiple episodes. So, right. Um, me and Ernie, we're gonna try and clear up our schedules to do that. Um, you know, life with the one year old and Ernie's busy schedule. You know, but we know that. <clears throat> you know, this podcast is, is, is very important to Ernie and I, so, and, uh, getting it out there to you guys. And we love all the feedback. So any feedback or even questions, uh, if you guys have questions or, or any comments, um, email them to me and we can bring them up in the, in the podcast and we'll be happy to discuss, you know? So other than that, I think we're, we're up on time. Um, we look forward to the next podcast. You have any closing? No, I, you know, uh, I was thinking of that term that I couldn't remember. Okay. And I think it was uh, acquisition. Ooh, okay. Uh, during those days. The great acquisition? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. So we'll look it up and, and maybe we'll comment on it next podcast. But, okay. But yeah, there were some things going on in those days that were just crazy. But it's because we have a real enemy. And the enemy wants to keep us ignorant. He wants to keep us uh, from discovering our true design, our identity, and our destiny. Yeah. That's why... Uh, the original design. The, yes, the original design, the true identity we have, yeah. and the destiny that we've been created for. So yeah. that's why the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy those three things, steal, kill, destroy. Steal your, your design, kill yeah. your identity, destroy your destiny. Wow. And that's his target. So we need to be aware that we do have two different kingdoms that exist and that are, are at war and we're in the middle. Wow. But we know that we have the victory. Exactly. And we, we need to continue to press into, you know, the victory of Christ that we have to overcome. Yes. And to be prepared to be part of that harvest and be part of the first fruits of yeah. the harvest. Amen. That should be our goal because That's the right. first fruits. And that comes by, you know, <clears throat> getting out of that ignorance. And I, I do feel like life is a journey out of getting out of our ignorance, yeah. you know, it's constantly learning, you know, putting on the armor of God, you know what I mean? Yeah. Equipping ourselves, you know, being ready at all times, like Paul says, you know? And so it's funny you, you bring up the, you know, the, the original, <clears throat> going back to the original design, I was listening to a podcast, uh, Zach Bush, he's a, me he's a medical doctor, but he really has a spiritual side of it and he's really bring in a new way to look at medicine in the future. He was talking about cancer cells, and <clears throat> I took notes, actually. I wasn't sure if it'd come up to share it, but since you brought it up, I just want to go over some, some points here. He talks about a, a, a dog, how one in six dogs have, have cancer. And in the last five years, it's exploded because dogs have an emotional connection with their 
uh-huh. owner, and specifically a dog or even the cat, but they can feel that wave of your presence. And so that tells you a lot of people are stressed out and at they have disease. You know, that's what that word is, is disease. And he says, it's very easy to heal animal cancers, but very difficult to heal human cancers. And he says, the animal supporting an energetic waveform, that's the term you use, not from within. As soon as you disrupt that waveform and remind it of its original information of what it was, mm. of its original information connected back to its nature, original nature, the cancer dissolves rather quickly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to this, I'm like, oh my gosh. And so this is done through the microbiome, which is a biological term, and it's your pretty much your gut. Right. And that's a, how they heal it. A healthy gut. A healthy yeah. gut. Yeah. And we're always reminded of healthy gut, drink your probiotics, and do this, yes. do that, clean it out. Yeah. Because it, 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 it controls your immune system, all that stuff. That's, that's where right. The, that's right. The diseases come. So give the human the same information they have uh, of their original design they have such a capacity to overwrite the original information with their current emotional remembrance they can't get the original information in well they corrupt the data as it comes in oh my gosh we do this with the dedication to time for example traumas or uh. or this guy screwed me over you know, we remember yeah. all those past traumas. We make our lives so dedicated to our memory of the things past that they're corrupting the information in real time. And I made this tie, and I think that God is trying to de- to deposit that information in us. Right. But we're corrupting it with traumas, with all that stuff that he's trying wow. to heal. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is nuts. That is so good. That goes with, uh, you know, our friend, Pastor Mike Brenner. Uh-huh. He has um, a saying, and it's not just a saying. It's one of his um, uh, core values is, um, is about people that he wants to really, like, invest himself into. Mm-hmm. He said they either need to want to heal grow or build because first of all to heal because if they don't get healed they can't grow wow and if they're not growing they can't build and so what you're saying is 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 the exact same thing medically you know if you're not able to really take in the information of your true design, the original, and return uh, because of like what you're describing, traumas and woundedness and things of the past, it corrupts it and it doesn't allow it to produce the the same uh, results like with the dog that you described. That's so crazy. That's crazy. I got to send the episode to you, man. Yeah. It was mind blowing, and and I'm gonna share that with Mike as well because he'll love it. Yeah, because that is a true picture there. Yeah, of uh, you know how damaging our past can be, and our traumas, and our woundedness, and our need to be whole. That's right, whole. Because we're trying to grow sometimes, right, and develop, but 
we're not getting there. That's right. And that's because the the soul that's right. needs to be restored. Yeah. It needs to be healed. It needs to uh, be renewed. Amen. It needs to go through a process. Yeah. Uh, I think part of being whole is living in that now. Yeah. Like if you look at Jesus, eternal life. Yeah. Eternal life can be experienced now. That's right. You know, today. Yes. Know, in the joy of now. You know? That's so true. And, and uh, the the reality of the season that we're in, because we are we are exhorted to read the signs of the time, and not be a hypocrite, because you can read the signs for the weather, but mm-hmm. for some reason we're not discerning the, the signs of the times. And I told Priscilla this, my wife, yesterday. The Lord showed me that we are in what's called a time that is. In the Greek, plenero. Hmm. And the plenero uh, is a word in the Greek that interprets, interpreted means the fullness of time. Wow. We are between kairos and chronos Hmm. and plenero. Kairos being eternity, heaven, and then chronos being, of course, natural earth, you know, earthly, yeah. but there is something we have just entered into that is the plenero. Wow. In other words, God's timing, which means this is your season. And everything you've gone through, you know, you're coming out gold. Mm. You pass the test. And so you're going to see things that we described as surprises or suddenlies or even sometimes storms because in the storms, a lot of things happen. God is in the storm (laughs) with us. But there's something that's being produced, revelatory, even through storms Mm -hmm. where you get to know God like no other place um, and you experience Him. So we're in Planero. And uh, that word has a lot more meaning. When you get a chance to look it up, I'm not sure the true spelling of it. It's P-L-E-R-O-O or P-L-E-E-R-O, something like that, okay. Plenero. Okay. Uh, I know I'm not spelling it right, but, <laughs> but uh, I remember looking that word up and realizing it's all over the Bible, yeah. Plenero. Wow. Timing, timing, timing. And it's exciting because we are right now positioned in the fullness of time. Wow. That means anything can happen suddenly, you know, and and surprises. God's going to surprise. And, and the surprises aren't in like, oh, you're going to win a car, you're going to... It could be, but that's not what I'm talking about. The surprises are how God reveals himself to you, but also how he will begin to reveal what's inside of you. Wow. And it will shock you. (laughs) You know, you described it to me when we were talking earlier, how something started flowing out of you. Yeah. It surprised you. It surprised your wife. It's just like, where did that come from? Right. I don't know. Well, it's in you because the kingdom of God is in you. So the reality of it and the appearance of it begins to manifest. Amen. <laughs> wow. 
then it's going to come in its fullness and even take it to a whole nother level. So be encouraged. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Ernie. Amen. Always a pleasure. Sorry, we went a little bit over. I know we were trying to keep on track, but man, such good, uh, good stuff here. So um, always a pleasure, Ernie. Thank you so much. Um, my pleasure. We my are honor. signing out until the next episode. Uh, love all you guys. God bless.